Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new format of the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pekulski. We know how valuable your time is. Sometimes it's not possible to get to all your favorite podcasts and listen from the beginning to the end. So what we've done is we've decided to create a brand new format that allows you to get all of the high-impact habits, all of the most valuable information in just a short, condensed amount of time. And ultimately, when you hear this podcast, and you know how much you love this information, you have the opportunity then to go back and listen to the entire conversation with the guest. So I hope you love it. Uh, if you do love it, I would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love as we continue to spread this message of intelligent muscle building and ultimately using muscle building and intelligent movement to live to a ripe old age and extend our lifespan. So without further ado for me, enjoy the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. And fitness is the perfect example. People don't actually want to get in shape. They don't actually want to be fit. They just want to make themselves feel not guilty about being fat. Yes. So they go to the gym, they pay for the gym membership. They probably buy healthy foods and vegetables and throw them in the garbage. They don't go to the gym, but they yeah. can at least rationalize to themselves. Oh, you know, I tried. But they never, it's not, it's never really effort, right? That's, right? That's the same thing with children. It's like, oh, I'm just going to get them to the point that they're school age and I'm going to dump them off with some teacher who doesn't give a shit about them and let them go and, and fend for themselves. That's yes, what it sir. seems like. Yes, sir. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's, um, and, and, you know, I don't vilify people for thinking that way. Um, I only want to highlight the fact that I think that is the human condition. And then once you know that, then it's your responsibility to get out of that. Right. right. You see it play out in so many different things. You know, it's the whole, I don't know, you know, whatever the stat people always throw around and 95% of businesses fail within the first five years. And maybe that's true. And I think the reason that that's true, it's not because that many people have shitty business ideas. It's because they go, wait a second, it's hard to run a business. Yeah. It's really time intensive to run a business. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's really, really hard. And I absolutely, it's the last thing I feel like doing that day. But those that do it anyway are the ones that end up getting the, you know, getting the fruit from that. Yeah. That's where the fear-based uh, economy comes from, right? It's like yes, the more fearful people are, the more, they're, the more they're only thinking about themselves and meeting their own needs. Like they, can't, they can't possibly have the energy and attention span to think about anything outside of themselves other than like self-preservation. So they just go, I'm going to off, I'm going to off gas this, this responsibility of my children and anything else, just because I have to focus on me because I'm constantly in this state of fear and overwhelm. I'm curious if you believe it's possible to transcend to the point where we can actually begin to be completely aware and conscious of our own decision-making. You know, I think that on some level, people, everyone, knows that it's possible. I mean, look how we gravitate to movies about superheroes. You know, um, We know that it's possible, but I don't know that everyone recognizes that they know it because uh, of the fear of change, for one thing. Uh, who am I going to be if I change? But But those fears lurk way down in those low and slow frequencies where we have to deal with them. I think that most, you know, I don't want to say most, a lot of people, if not possibly the majority of people, are just not self-aware to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not noticing that, uh, for example, gee, 
I just saw the same pattern of consciousness in this person. And now here's this person coming into my life and they're showing the same pattern. And then a third one comes and maybe it takes three for them to say, you know, this is all the same pattern. Is there, am I attracting this? I mean, that's a leap, you know, that's a leap. Most people will just say, I don't, and push, push away another person and don't realize that there's a repeating pattern because there's an attractive power in them. And um, there's actually uh, an article in a book that I read many years ago uh, called The Stages uh, of Evolution or something like that. It was the Stages of Enlightenment. And um, the first stage was that something would happen to make people aware of multiple dimensions of reality. Well, once they start on that realization of the existence of multiple realities, then they move toward uh, the stage of recognizing patterns, that there are repeating patterns in their lives. And their mind literally expands in terms of brainwaves. They start to look with their delta, which is always searching the field as well as searching this everyday world to find out um, what can't be known on the level of thinking mind. Um, so, so then a search, search starts. And once the search starts, then the realizations of patterns and uh, repetitious um, behaviors in them and in other people, and they become more self-aware. So let's say you have a 30 to 35-year-old man right now who just finished his 20s. He's experiencing some level of, of success, right? He's at the bottom. He's an expert or, or wherever you say was at the bottom there, at the, of yeah. the bottom of the truck. Technician. Yeah. Technician. And so he's he's experiencing success. He's doing well, but he wants to take it to the next level. He's, he's realizing that he's getting in his own way. He's realizing he's playing small. What, what processes, what daily habits, what are your suggestions on like, all right, man, get out of your own way, stop playing small, step up? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if you're in that, ex, you know, that technician role uh, space at the bottom of that triangle, well, before you can level up, you have to get out of your own way. You nailed it. And to get out of your own way, you probably need to handle the baggage that you're carrying. You need to actually take out the stuff out of the box. Again, we guys are really good at compartmentalizing stuff. Take the stuff out of the box, look at it and say, what has this done to me? What kind of filters am I looking at life through? What kind of filters am I hearing life through? Yeah. Uh, filters of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm, 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 I'm meant to fail. And they need to first start working on themselves in terms of healing through the trauma. And let me give you some stats just so it'll kind of hit home. One out of every three people have had either physical, mental, or emotional abuse in their life. One out of every four people have had some kind of sexual abuse, rape, or molestation. Both of those categories, the fight or flight part of your brain lights up in a CAT scan. When you're in fight or flight, you're anxious, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed, your reptilian mind begins to scan for threats instead of opportunities and abundances. So I'm sure you've experienced some high achievers who use their uh, not enoughness, to use your term, or their inadequacy to drive performance. So, so like you said, this this person is driving the Mercedes, they have the high end job. Mm-hmm. That's they they know that's driving their performance. What do you do with people who don't want to let go of that because they think it may be their edge? Personally, yeah. I deal with like yourself, do with a lot of pro athletes, a lot of high achievers who don't want to let that go. That uh, what they say is their edge or the chip on their shoulder. 
Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and and when it's all you've known, it does seem to be the only access to success, right? And this is the trouble. Like when I'm when I'm literally guiding somebody to this awakening moment, and when they see it, when they're like, holy shit, for 40, 30, 50, 60, whatever you're, you know, it's it's invariably a long time before someone finds me. When they see that they've lived in that prison for all that time, it's scary to step out of it. Do you, do you remember the, the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yep. Powerful movie, right? But there were the three main characters, right? There was yep. obviously Tim Robbins uh, and then Morgan Freeman and then this older gentleman. Yep. And he'd been in prison for like, I don't know what it was, but his term was something like seven, 60 years, right? And he comes out and now he's like late 70s or whatever it is. And so I feel like it was such a beautiful cinematography kind of example of this, the comfort of our discomfort, where the quintessential comfort zone, even though a comfort zone to me is completely discomforting, if people really understand that, meaning it's a familiarity, but just because something's familiar doesn't mean that it's actually good for you. Right. So here we see this, this old man who comes out of prison, which you know should, in theory, be this euphoric event, right? And he gets a job. Packing bags, right? He's packing bags, by the way. Brooks, that's it. Brooks. Thank you. Packing bags at the grocery store, right? And and he's so conditioned that he puts his hand up, like you know, sir, can I go to the bathroom? And you know, the manager of the grocery store is like, dude, you go, you go to the bathroom whenever you want. You don't need to ask for permission. So there's a reflection of that conditioned habit, right? But he doesn't know what to do with his life, right? Because he's so accustomed to being within the confines of that structure of the prison. That's all he's known. So many of us are imparted with belief systems. We're handed down belief systems that have worked for our family, have worked for our ancestors. And they're just handed down to you as, as things that you automatically take on. And sometimes that those belief systems allow you or, or force you maybe to live inside a box. And so you live in this box of like, well, this is the way the world is. And this is the way I have to think. And the rigidity that lives in that box sometimes gives us safety, right? It gives us security because like that we know this is, we know we're comfortable inside this box. We know that no one's going to like mess with me inside this small belief system. But as soon as you start to take down those walls, now you're making yourself less safe, right? Sometimes subjectively. And, and sometimes the illusion of safety needs to be acknowledged, right? There's, there's no such thing as safety in life. Nothing is ultimately safe. And so when we start to pull down the walls and explore outside the walls we set in our minds, it gives us the opportunity to truly find what we want, our soul is called to, right? So when your soul is called to something, you just, you guys all know it. When, when you hit it, you know it. And it's something you don't have to be told to do. You don't have to be reminded to do. You feel so energized and full of joy when you're doing it. And to be honest, some of you guys may, like, may be sitting there going, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Like, I don't know if I've ever had that. But my um, rebuttal or my response is, I bet you have. But maybe at some point in your life, you were told that your opinion didn't matter or what you like is not important, do it this way anyways, or be like this anyways. This is the way you have to be. And when we're, we're very young, we're put into these molds. Why? Why are we put into the mold when we're young? 
to receive love, right? We ultimately, as a child, the only thing you want is love and acceptance. The only thing you want is love and acceptance, right? You want to be accepted by your family, you want to be accepted by your peers. And so what you start to do is you start to change who you are, so change your behaviors to receive love and acceptance. And so the more we do that, eventually that starts to become who we are, right? Or, or the identity that we create is a result of who we become in response to someone else's giving me love or not, conversely, taking away love, right? Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed today's high impact summary. If you want to go deeper into any of the content you just heard, don't forget to check out the full length show that was just released. You can head over to muscleintelligence.com slash podcast to check out that in all of our podcasts. If you want to subscribe so you never miss a podcast, head over to your favorite podcast platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple, YouTube, any of the amazing places where great podcasts to listen to, you can head over there and subscribe. If you want to join our email list to get free information where I'm constantly providing value, I'm constantly providing insights into the information learned on these podcasts, you can head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn to grab a free guide on ultimately living your greatest life. Thank you for being here. And as always, live your greatest life in a body that you absolutely love. Thank you so much for tuning into Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Mikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.